0: Let us pray. Lord, to see you is the end and the beginning. You call us and go before us. In your son's name, amen. Good morning. Today is one of those special days in the church calendar. Sometimes when we read the scriptures, it's difficult for us to connect with what's happening in the scene, even though we're familiar with the story. Today, on this Palm Sunday, we read of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. People are lining the road. They're clearing the way for him by laying their cloaks out in the street. And people are excited. There's even singing in the crowd on this day. In Luke's account of this story, it's the disciples who are lining the street, the men and the women and the children who have been with him these last several years. Now, of course, they will all run and hide in just a few short days, but not on this day. They gathered along the road and they praised God in a loud voice for the deeds of power that they had seen. As one author says, they sing of peace, peace in heaven here at the end of Jesus' life, just as the angels in heaven sang of peace on earth at the beginning of his life. Think of the occasional parade welcoming a championship sports team back to their home city. In the state of Alabama, this is something that we are familiar with and we can imagine. Fans in this state are used to their team playing for and winning championships. And fans celebrate the victory, welcoming them home. Or it's like every four years when we have the presidential inauguration parade in Washington, D.C., dating all the way back to 1789, the parade honors a newly sworn in president and vice president. and includes a military regiment and flags, marching bands and floats. And we've all seen black and white movie clips or, or old photographs from a time when ticker tape parades were given in New York City for triumphant heroes of one kind or another. On this Palm Sunday, The crowds lined the streets and they cheered for Jesus. They cheered not for a political victory. They weren't celebrating a military or a sports victory, but rather the coming of someone who brought God into their lives and into their hearts in a new way. Jesus was someone who brought God's presence and who brought God's peace into their life in a way they had never seen and in a way they had never encountered before. The disciples, they were filled with joy. And they were filled with hope. And they were celebrating all that Jesus had done. But on this day, Jesus knew that there was still more that he still had yet to do. Reading and reflecting on Palm Sunday this week, I I read a reflection by Catherine Matthews. And she pointed out that if you were there almost 2,000 years ago, When these events occurred on this day, when this story was fixed in the minds of the disciples, along with the crowd, the hosannas, the singing and the praises, you would have also heard something else way off in the distance. The additional sounds you would hear would sound familiar to you, very much like the ominous entrance into our city of a military conqueror escorted by his troops. In their book, The Last Week, Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan begin their account of Jesus' last seven days with a colorful description of this procession by Jesus, the King of Peace, into one end of Jerusalem at the same time that the Roman Empire's representative, Pontius Pilate, enters into the other end of the city. Well, picture this, Pilate has arrived to keep the peace in the city during the turbulent time of the Jewish Passover, a time when the crowds can always get a little unruly. He travels with troops and with flags and with weapons and all the signs of the Roman Empire. And he was very impressive to see, of course. And he rides on a magnificent horse in case the flags and the weapons and the troops aren't as sufficiently intimidating display of power. On the other hand, Jesus, filled with a different kind of power, makes his entrance riding a humble donkey, surrounded by his somewhat ragtag group of followers. And we know that he doesn't keep the same kind of peace that Pilate and Rome intend to impose, a business-as-usual kind of peace that benefits the Roman Empire and the people who are on top. No, Jesus brings instead the peace that surpasses understanding and much of what is about to unfold in the next few days will be the price he pays to bring it. This morning, we stand at the beginning of an important week for us. This is Holy Week, a week in which we walk with Jesus through the last few days of his life. We remember the steps that He took to secure our salvation and to show us the extent of God's love. On Thursday, we'll be in the upper room with the disciples at the Last Supper. On Friday, we'll be at the foot of the cross. On Saturday night, we'll be in the darkness of the tomb. And next Sunday, we'll be with the disciples on Easter morning. This week, we complete the season of Lent the last five weeks of Lent have prepared us for this week. Lent is a season of repentance. It's a season of making changes in our lives. Just in case we've slipped off course, we've, we've reoriented our lives toward God. We may have taken something on so that we might grow in a new way, or we may have imposed self-discipline and, and given something up. Through prayer, self-denial, and self-reflection, It's a season of spiritual growth and renewal. It's been a time for us as individuals, and it's been a time for us as a community to study and to pray and to examine our lives, to look inward and to ask ourselves the difficult question of whether we're ready and willing to follow Jesus. Follow Him not just today when the crowds are cheering at the beginning of the week, but follow Him all the way to the cross. For us, for Jesus' disciples, Holy Week mirrors the life that we live. We have our ups and we have our downs. We have our, our moments of joy and moments of hope. And there are also times where we're afraid, times of despair, and times in life when we fear that all is lost. There are also moments of betrayal where we do something we thought we would never do. And in life, there are moments of faithfulness where we live out our commitments with loyalty and with courage. As we go through this week, there will be times where we will be at our best. And there may be times when we'll be at our worst. Times where we walk in faith. Other times where we find ourselves stumbling. Stumbling and needing to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off we are walking into Jerusalem. And disciples don't walk alone. We are in a crowd with other disciples. And we all walk together. We walk with one another. The good news is that we can rely on God's grace to carry us every step of the way. Not just during Holy Week. Not just when we're in church. Not just when we're praying or feeling particularly holy ourselves. Not just when we're at our best, but the times when we need God the most. As Jesus' disciples, we will find that God's grace will carry us this week. God's grace will carry us every week of our lives. Amen. Amen.